This is Kristen Brown with the Happy Hour Effect, Episode 4. Are you ready for a little Q&A quickie? Brown here with the happy hour effect. This is episode four, and I have been just getting loads and loads of questions on all kinds of things. But this week, I got similar questions on two different topics, totally unrelated to each other, that I wanted to address in this week's Q&A quickie. The first question that I've been getting is, why does PR cost so much? It seems like all the entrepreneurs and authors and startups that I've been working with have been doing a lot of research on PR, and they've been interviewing lots of different PR agencies and publicists and getting crazy quotes anywhere from $500 a month up to $20,000 a month. So I'm going to talk today about why PR costs so much, what goes into the decision-making process, and how you as a business person can really decide which PR agency or publicist is best for you. The second question that I've been getting, and I don't know if it's the time of year or what it is, but people have been asking me, how do you deal with difficult people? Those people that are negative, those people that drag you down, those people that just seem to just put out a negative vibe all the time. So we're going to talk about that too. So you can see two little little bit of different topics, but really important topics to for anyone, whether you're in a nine to five, whether you are in a healthcare setting, whether you own your own business, whether you're an author, whatever it is that you do, it's really important that you understand both of these issues, dealing with difficult people, and how to get more exposure and decide what type of a company will work best for you to help you get more PR and why it costs so much. So the first question I want to address is the PR issue, because as a publicist myself and having worked with, met with, and had conversations with many, many publicists over my career, both when I was in corporate America and as an entrepreneur and author, I completely get that some are great and some are not so great. Some do wonderful jobs, some are really innovative and and brand-centric, and others send out a generic press release and really don't customize, and they do the bare minimum to get your money. And that's sad, of course, but every industry is like that, right? Some businesses are wonderful, and some are not so great. Some authors are wonderful, and some are not so great. And so just like any company, any partner that you reach out to, you have to do your research and decide what's the best fit for you. Because even across industries, you're going to have a broad spectrum of publicists, PR options, media services out there that can help you get to where you want to go, to help you get more exposure, that can help you think differently about your brand and how your brand is going to be positioned to get the media appearances in the first place. So those are just some considerations you need to think about. But the question, the main question that I got this week and the last couple of weeks really since the podcast launched is why does PR cost so much? I really reinforce PR with people because it's so important. It's a lever that you can pull pretty easily and pretty quickly that can have a huge impact on your credibility, how much you're charging for your products and services, how easily customers are going to open their wallets and pay you for something and keep coming back to you over and over again, and really drawing in more fans and people that want to engage and hang out with you. So that's why I'm such a fan of PR. That's why I am in the industry. But here's the deal. The thing about PR is it is not an overnight, quick, easy super simple process. 
it requires a lot of time, a lot of commitment, a lot of brand analysis and deep dives into what you're offering and what how you're messaging yourself in order to become media worthy. And I talked about this in the last episode, probably every episode I've mentioned this, that so many businesses get upset when I ask them, when they say, hey, I want to get some PR, I ask them why they're media worthy. They get upset because they say, well, I have an amazing product, I have an amazing service, that's enough, right? And no, it is not. I've said it in every episode, it is not enough to have a great product or service. You have to be able to take the message, the product, the service that you're offering, put it out into the world in a way that it's memorable, that it's engaging, that it's unique, that it's different than your thousands of other competitors out there, and really making sure that if you want to get media for what you have to offer, that you spin your thinking from what do I have to offer to what does the audience need? Because that's really where where the media needs people like you is you need to shift your thinking so that it's not about you, that it's about the media outlet's audience and delivering to them something that prevents them from changing the channel. Remember we talked about that an episode or two ago about how do you get that audience to not turn the channel because that's how the media outlets are getting paid, right? So how this ties back to our Q&A of this week, why does PR cost so much, is in order to create that buzzworthy, media-worthy messaging out there, you need to be on top of daily news. How does your product or service track to the things that are happening in the world today. So you have to be on top of what's happening. You have to have media monitoring systems in place so that when something happens that relates to what you do or what you offer, that you're flagged immediately. And you can use Google Alerts. Um, there's something called TalkWalker where you can go in and you can type in your keywords of what you, what it is that you do, what you offer, and you can set up an alert so that anytime anything is mentioned online about that from major media, from blogs, from print, TV, you'll be flagged so that you know that something's happening relevant to your industry. When that happens, you have to be ready to jump on the media and say, hey, this just happened. Here's how I can add to this story or this timely news item that's happening. Here's my take on it. Here's how I can help the audience better understand what's happening in the news. Here's something that I can offer to add value to the audience. So that's the number one thing about PR costing so much is the time that needs to be put into it to stay on top of news and daily events. The second is in order to create a relationship with the media so that they even pay attention to what you're sending them, you need to cultivate a strong tie and offer them things that are beneficial over time. And it isn't just a single email that's going to get them to to take notice. You have to really be giving them valuable pitches. They won't take every single one, but giving them pitches over time that tie directly to their audience, that tie directly to their outlet, and that really will make a difference for them to make it easy for them to say, yeah, I want to put you on air. And like I said, it's not usually going to be the first time. You may have to go back to them over and over and over and over again until you get some traction there and building that relationship and that trust that they know that you are someone that can provide that type of information. And publicists and PR firms, that is their job is to create those relationships. So when one of their clients has value that they can add when a timely news event happens, they can call those people they already have the relationship with. Does that make sense? I hope so. The third reason why PR costs so much is that a publicist has to get to know your business inside and out so they can pitch you effectively. 
And that's not something they can learn overnight. They need to meet with you. They need to spend time on your website. They need to get to know who your customers are. They need to figure out where your strengths and weaknesses lie in being a media personality. Maybe you need hand-holding and a little bit of extra training to be delivering the right calls to action. They need to help you become media-worthy. They may have to create a press kit. They're writing customized pitches that are tied directly to your brand. So you can see that between those things, the media monitoring getting to know your brand and the relationships with the media themselves is extremely time consuming. And even if you said, hey, I, I only want you to spend an hour per week, well, that could co still cost you five, six, seven thousand dollars a month because of the sheer energy that it takes to maintain the relationships and the knowledge of your brand and how those two will mesh. PR can be done yourself, but you have to commit to the same things that a publicist would the time to monitor the media, you have to commit to creating the media relationships, and you have to commit to pulling out the media-worthy elements of your brand. So you can save that money on PR and on a publicist if you're willing to commit yourself to making those things a priority. If you go with a publicist or a PR agency, understand that you're not getting it for free. They're working their butts off for you creating the relationships, but be sure you do your research too. Meet with several of them, do some online research, get referrals from friends, talk to them on the phone, request a proposal, and make sure that proposal that they put together for you is customized with things that feel like they are brand-centric to what you're trying to put out there, and that they also have interesting and unique ideas to get the attention of the media with your brand. Okay, so that's just the quick number one question. Why does PR cost so much? The second question for Q&A Quickie today is, how do I deal with difficult people? I've got difficult coworkers. I've got someone difficult in my family. I've got someone difficult at a, on a committee that I'm on. I've got someone difficult at school. The fact is that there are difficult people everywhere, and at one time or another, you have likely been a difficult person yourself. Because think about it. We all have ups and downs in our lives, right? Days where we're stressed out, days when something unexpected happens, days when we don't have enough time. Most days, we don't have enough time to get everything done that we want to get done. And it can easily impact our attitude, our mood, the way we treat other people. The first step in dealing with difficult coworkers, difficult people in your life is to take a step back first before you try to fix them and be a little bit empathetic. Step into their shoes and think about what they could potentially have going on in their lives that you're not aware of. Or maybe you are aware of them. Is someone going through a divorce? Is someone having money problems? Is someone going through an empty nest phase and they're figuring out how to adjust? Is someone having health problems? Really first look at the scenario, the environment around them and think about is it legit that they have this bad mood, that they're being negative? Because when you think back on times when you have been negative, it's probably when something like that has been going on in your life. So first, take that empathetic approach and really try to understand what's going on in their world. The second thing that you can do when you're dealing with difficult people is think about what you want from them that would make you dislike them less. <laughs> and I know that sounds a little bit harsh, but... You know, it's a, it's a fact. When you're there's negative people around, people that are difficult, you got you want to avoid them, right? You really don't like them. So, how can you dislike them less? What behaviors would you want to see from them that would make it easier to be around them? That's the second step is having that part of your plan in place. Because if you don't know what you want them to change, 
then it's pointless to even go out and try to shift some of their behaviors. The next thing that you can do is shift their behavior without being a jerk about it, without calling them out and saying, hey, you're being a jerk. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it works, but usually it doesn't because nobody wants to admit that they're difficult. Nobody wants to admit that they're a B-I-T, you know what? Nobody wants to admit that they're in a challenged place in their life and that they may be responsible for their own negativity. Here are a couple of ideas how you can shift others' behavior without directly saying you're being a jerk. The first one is model behavior. If you are around someone who's negative and you're acting like a jerk back or you're being negative, or you're avoiding them, or you're not talking to them, or you're not including them in conversations or plans, it's going to make it even worse. So you have to ensure that you maintain the high road, that you're really acting in a way that's still positive and engaging with them, and get them to come along with you. It won't always work. But if you're leaving someone out on purpose and avoiding, that just actually can make it worse. The next thing you can try is to stay positive kill him with kindness. There's a guy at the local Panera who is so crabby every time I go in there with my daughter. Just, you can tell he's just having the worst day every time I go in there. And he's just short and cranky and takes my order but barely says a word or even looks up. And sometimes when he's being especially bad, I like to just kill him with kindness and say, hey, how's your day going? Thanks so much. Oh my gosh. And you know, how annoying are those people when you're having a bad day and you've got someone just busting their chops and trying to get you to be happy, it can be annoying, but it can also pull you out of the funk and make you realize that, hey, I'm being a little bit negative right now. Another thing you can do is just let it go. The fact is you cannot control other people, right? You just can't. You can try to mirror and model and stay positive and listen and be empathetic and blah, blah, blah. But the fact is some people are just negative, that's their personality. That's their life. The fact is some people are just going through tough stuff and they're going to be in a funk for a while. The fact is some people are in the wrong job <laughs> and there's nothing you can do to try to make that better. There are things that you can control, things that you can't. And if it's something you cannot control, like a difficult person who cannot be pulled out of their negative space, you got to let it go and you got to go on with your own life without being sucked into their pit of angst and anxiety and stress and negativity. So keep your own life positive, do the things that make you happy, and let that person's behavior go. And I know, I know, it's hard to do that when it's someone you have to work with day in, day out, someone you have to see all the time. But sometimes all you can do in the face of a negative person is just do your own thing and be happy on your own terms. So those are the two questions that I was getting this week that I wanted to give you some little quickie advice on how does why does PR cost so much and how to deal with difficult coworkers. So if you have other questions, I'm going to do these little Q&A quickies periodically when I get questions that are coming from multiple people over time. And if you like the show Happy Hour Effect, just go and give us a five-star review wherever you listen. It would be much, much appreciated. And please share us with friends. And of course, if you want more inspiration on how to come up with fresh ideas, brand buzz, work-life fun, follow us on Facebook and listen to our other episodes. Subscribe to our podcast and share us with the world. That's all for today for the little Q&A quickie. I look forward to seeing you next time and we'll see you soon.